0: Hello, Sun. Hey, Moon. And hello, everybody out there on the worldwide interwebs. This is Sun and Moon's Midnight Snack. And now, for something completely different. Midnight Snack! Midnight Snack! Midnight Snack! Midnight Snack! How's your week been, son? It's been a week. It's been a week. (laughs) (laughs) It has. Uh,
1: Life has just been pretty fucking rough uh, for a lot of different reasons. Personal life has been pretty good. Uh, Moon and I officially live together.
0: Yep. It's official. We live together now. And I love it. Every day.
1: Yep. Long time in the making.
0: So this is Pride Month.
1: Oh yeah, it's pride month. It's happy corporation benefiting off of our rainbow <laughs> flag month.
0: Yeah, whether, And then not
1: doing shit the rest of the year.
0: Whether you're bi, you're straight, you're, you know, LGBTQ+. Plus.
1: Yeah, which stands for lesbian, bi, LGB, uh gay obviously, <laughs> out of order, T trans, Q for questioning or queer, I for intersect. And A for asexual, and then lots of different variations from there.
0: Pansexual, and a little bit of everything. How
1: could I forget my own fucking letter? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pansexual. Um, forgot my own letter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. But uh, uh Son is going to tell us a little story about a little... Well, about-
1: actually, or... What we're doing this month, um, because it is Pride Month, is um, Moon and I are going to kind of take turns highlighting some of the founding folks of the queer community, Pioneers. the Alphabet Mafia,
0: the Alphabet Mafia. I just love that.
1: I love it too. We got a lot of flags, a lot of love, and a lot
0: of genitals. Yeah. And this story, I don't. I know nothing about this story. This is something she has researched herself, and um. We're going to kick back and let her tell a story a little bit.
1: Well, it's not my story, but it's highlighting a pretty fucking fantastic queen, if I do say so myself.
0: A queen. And what's the name of this queen?
1: So um, for those who don't know this queen, her name is Marsha P. Johnson. And Marsha is a trailblazer for the queer community. And we're going to... Kind of figure out why.
0: All right, want well, to go ahead and tell us why.
1: All right, so before I do, why don't we all toke up, get a nice old hit of something good, and sit back? We will be joining y'all shortly, but unfortunately, I do need to be a little sober to get some of these facts through. <laughs> Emphasis on little. So, Marsha was not always Marsha. Marsha was actually born in a male assigned body, meaning that she was born what society would deem as a male. Um, and her name was Malcolm Michaels Jr.
0: And when was she born?
1: She was born on August 24th, 1945 in Elizabeth, New Jersey.
0: Okay. So she's a war baby. you're in, or- parents are probably your dad is probably army something like that
1: Mm-hmm. So. probably got it on before being shipped out right <laughs> uh but that's pretty important to know because this was what feels like a long time ago but really wasn't that long ago um and as we kind of continue on we will you know know more about marcia um but typically you know one thing to kind of educate everybody on is that once somebody has transitioned, you don't say what is called a dead name, meaning the name that they previously used. However, for, okay.
0: Like, so, so what was her name again?
1: Malcolm. Malcolm. So Malcolm would be, you know, considered the dead name. Um, however, for the, the story, for the fact that Miss Marsha herself would refer to her dead name as her past life, or a, por- a portion of herself, I feel comfortable sharing
0: okay, her I,
1: previous I, identity.
0: And this uh, Marsha Johnson, mm-hmm. is, uh, what race was she?
1: So that's another important factor to bring up. She was black, um, which, you know, that's also why I'm bringing her up, is that a lot of people think of white individuals when they think of the revolution of the queer community and gay uh, you know liberation so to speak we think about you know even though Freddie Mercury is still a person of color um, he did have white privilege in the sense that he gave off that he was white so he's definitely seen as um, a, a founder of the queer community you have people like David Bowie again a white you know male presenting person So the fact that Marsha is a black trans woman is extremely significant. So with that being said, we don't know too much about Marsha's family upbringing. We just know that she was very close with her family. Okay. Yeah. So really, her childhood isn't really expressed. She didn't really open that up to people. Because she felt like that was part of her dead identity, essentially. Uh, Once she graduated from high school in 1963, she joined the U.S. Navy. So not... Now in
0: 1963, has she already started to...
1: No, she has not transitioned. So this is important to know that at this point, she is still Malcolm. So she is a veteran. She served in the Navy, and after the Navy, realized pretty early on that that was not the um, environment that she wanted to be in. Um, It was pretty toxic, got bullied a lot, got called a sissy male, such like that. Um, Because Malcolm did not follow a lot of the toxic masculine traits of the time, and especially being in the military, um, was definitely more in touch with their feminine persona. So after coming back from the Navy, M- uh, Malcolm, aka Miss Marsha, decided to settle into Greenwich Village in New York City. So that is known as the arts gay district. Right, right, right. Of New York. So at this point in the 60s.
0: That's where everybody was good Bob Dylan, Hendra, everybody gone e- through there. Exactly.
1: This is the bohemian
0: part of the world, In right? a very, very important time in U.S. history as well.
1: Exactly. This is where our arts are being made. This is the Renaissance area. Area. Um, it's also heavily policed and has a lot of underground things going on, a lot of, you know, um, drinking, drugs, and sex work. So it's that's kind of its hub. So Marsha came back from the war with a lot of PTSD, which we see in shul- in soldiers, you know, still. Um, and so there was a PTSD going on, already some deep-seated um, homophobia within herself that she had experienced. So she was really going through this transition and still referred to herself as Malcolm, like I said, and still... Was identifying as a male, but realized that something was really missing. And so part of being in Greenwich uh, Village, you know, Malcolm started hanging out with more queer people and then couldn't really hold a traditional job. So turned to sex work, just like many queer people did during that time, especially if you couldn't have passing privilege as a straight person. So, um, typically, the only place they were accepted were in the nightlife.
0: So, so at this time, she's still known as Malcolm. Yes. All right, so she's known as Malcolm, and she's out turning tricks. Yeah. Doing whatever to pay the bills, to to, to do yes. what she has to do.
1: Which is, is incredibly dangerous um, for many reasons. Uh, you know, she is a black woman. She is somebody who is queer presenting um, and really doesn't have the privilege of having a lot of money um, or knowing anybody on the inside. So really just trying to live her best life. Well, you know, through this community, uh, so she found herself going to clubs and specifically the queer nightlife was on Christopher Street in New York. And a big club was Stonewall, uh, Stonewall Inn. So it was an inn, but it had a club, and it was also where a lot of the sex workers would go, and it was
0: really a hub for queer people. Um, now Stonewall is that part of the Stonewall uprising? Stonewall? Ah, uh, we will known definitely the Stonewall riots.
1: Ding, ding, ding. That is true. And so, you know, we will touch on that moon because that's a that's a good key factor. You have been doing your gay history.
0: Yeah, I told you. I don't know much about the, the story you're telling, but, you know, I know a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, that's why Marsha is considered one of our founding fathers, right? Founding queens, actually.
0: <laughs> Girl, the shade, the shade. <laughs> <Living on. laughs>
1: so... You know, as Malcolm keeps going to these nightclubs, starts dressing as a female and okay. really, really loving being out as a female, and kind of goes through different names. You know, went by Malcolm for a while, then went by um, Marsha Black, and that just didn't stick. And then all of a sudden it became Marsha P. Johnson which is how we know her today. All right. And, uh, the P, which is what I just think is fucking awesome is the P stands for pay it. No mind. (laughs) 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 So she is Marsha pay it. No mind Johnson. And she was really, um, flourishing in the community and people started referring to her as their mother, the mother of drag. So she started doing drag shows, um, was helping other queer youth in the community um, who had food insecurity, housing insecurity, and would give them food and clothing and teach them the ways of being a drag queen, essentially. Um, And then started realizing that drag was no longer a persona, but her actual identity And so she started living life as a woman from that point on, which was extremely um, ahead of her time in a lot of ways. Um, And then especially being a black woman, you know, that is just incredibly courageous to do that and just be so unapologetically herself, um, to pay it no mind, as you will. Well, now that we have introduced you formally to uh, Miss Johnson, we have a little message, and then we'll get to some juicy stuff.
0: Have you ever thought about podcasting? Have you ever wanted your own podcast? Do you have something you want to say to the world? Well, with Buzzsprout, you can. Buzzsprout is the easiest way to get your word out to the world. With just a few easy clicks, you can have your episodes uploaded to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more in just minutes. We use Buzzsprout, and it's super easy. It will even master your audio for free. Follow the links in the show notes so you can get started today. But wait, there's more. Get a $20 Amazon gift card with any paid plan starting at $10 a month. Buzzsprout is definitely the way to go when you want to reach the world.
1: Hey there, Baked Alaska's and stony Baloney's. It's Sun, and we want to say that we love you oh so much. And do you like what you hear? Well, then show us some damn love. Go to our podcast description in our show notes, and you can click a link on there and get us some coffee. Because, you know, everyone loves caffeine and we especially love it. So come show us some love, buy us some coffee, and you will be our new favorite person. XXL. All right. So back to our Mama Johnson here. So she was pretty incredible. Like I said, really doing a lot of advocacy within the LGBTQ plus community, within the drag community. Um, But not only being an advocate, she was slaying the game, girl. She was actually touring with a group of drag queens that refer to themselves as the Hot Peaches. And they would perform pretty regularly at that Stonewall Inn. So I thought something that was pretty interesting while I was doing my research as well that uh, a lot of people don't have, unfortunately, uh, being in the LGBTQ plus community is that Miss Johnson's family was very supportive of her. And they always were. So they never disowned her um, for living as a woman. They never thought of her differently. And actually, uh, it was known that she would take in these young drag queens, these young queer youth, and actually bring them home with her so that her family could love on them too. that's
0: awesome.
1: I thought that was really incredible. Uh, It was almost part of her ritual. She would take you in, she would open her house to you, and then she would open her family to you. And... Um... It was said that she never went home empty-handed. She always had somebody new with her. And I thought that was incredible. On June 28th, 1969, a huge moment in queer history happened.
0: Huge. What's this huge moment?
1: This would be the riots that you were referring to.
0: Oh, okay. The
1: Stonewall riots. So a little bit of background for you guys is... The queer community has always been harassed by police, Um, especially in this time frame. It was illegal to be gay, to be outwardly gay. It was illegal to um, dress as a female if you were assigned male at birth. Um, Sex work is still illegal, but it was definitely illegal back then as well. Um, So based in... Because the queer community didn't, you know, were were part of the outsiders, there were things like, you know, drugs and such as well. So they always tried to find reasons um, to arrest them, essentially. So, you know, they were they would get pretty smart with, you know, their sex work and the kind of the underground community. But they had a lot of cops that would still harass them try to infiltrate them, you know, stuff like that. And so on this night, you know, it was a night just like anything, they had the drag shows going on, people, you know, soliciting sex out front, and these cops started to violently beat these individuals. And the gays had enough. The gays had enough. And at this point, there would be little peaceful protests um, from the community whenever they could with signs and such. But this was no longer peaceful. They're, they fought back. They beat the cops back. Um, they were gassed out, shot at. And it was horrible. It was horrific. And um, Marsha actually ended up in jail. Um, along with several other people. Yeah.
0: All because they were...
1: All because they were gay. All because they were gay. Um, because they were actually having a drag show at the time. Um, and it, like I said, it was illegal to dress as a woman if you were assigned male at birth. And, you know, although for every purpose known to man, they were female or just having a drag show goddamn you know (laughs) it's funny i mean not funny but it's startling to realize we watch rupaul right and the drag races now and it's so popularized and open you know on multiple seasons for all the different types of drag race that are 60
0: years ago they're getting beaten and arrested just for doing it
1: yes not to mention she was a black woman so what we already know is that you know there there's already a statement. She had everything
0: going against her. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um she was public enemy number 1.
0: So at this point she's in jail. Now what happens?
1: So she gets out. I mean, she's she gets bailed out pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, okay. Um but when basically she, it
0: was just, you know, they're trying to send a message, don't do this. We don't want you.
1: Yeah. Well, that riot is what made June Pride Month. You know, June 28th is pride day because it was from that point on the gays fought back. They were no longer going to sit there and take it. Um, And of course we're going to go over some of those people that stemmed from the stonewall riots. Um, Maybe not necessarily participants, but because of those riots, they felt safe enough to speak out and to be open in such a closed society. And the thing that was kind of crazy is that these laws against, you know, homosexuality, they didn't even come into play until the 50s. You know, before then, people just kind of lived their life and were accepted as who they were. Or they just didn't really talk about it.
0: All right. So this sounds like this is lowest point in her life at this point. She's been... I mean, even though she's, you know, gone and dragged everything out, she's been beaten. She's been thrown in jail, probably very racist remarks and everything else. So it can only get better from here, right?
1: Actually, yeah, kind of.
0: All right. So on that note, guys, we're going to take a break. We're going to get our mind right. And we'll be back with you. And But, uh, you know, just hit a little pause in your player if you're not ready. And, (laughs) um, you know, get it ready and then do what you got to do. Toke it up. And then we'll meet you right back here. All right, guys, we are back. Now, uh, last time we left our hero in this story, she had gone to jail, uh, gotten out on bail, um, and things were looking pretty down for her. So, son, tell me, what happens next?
1: Well, they might have been looking down on paper, but Marsha was fucking pissed. And she knew that there was a lot of injustices out there and really just wanted to keep doing the incredible groundwork she had already been doing. You know, all the advocacy housing queer youth um advocating for mental health i mean really they they were a family of outcasts and she was their mother so she got together with another stonewall icon and pretty famous queer founder uh Silvia rivera and they founded the street transvestite action revolutionaries Or Star is what they went by. Star, it's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leave it to the gays. Um, And basically they were a nonprofit organization, grassroots organization that did exactly what they've been doing. They would, you know, assist in um, providing food, shelter, clothes, basic essential to queer youth. Um, And they established different, Units, uh, different offices in New York City, Chicago, California, and even England. Unfortunately, though, um, they did go downhill with funding and just the stigma that we all know happened to the queer community, which is HIV AIDS. Um, and so they kind of disbanded in the 70s, uh, the late 70s. And there's really not much... About Marsha's life after that, except for she was really kind of living more of a secret, uh, secretive or a private life and really just trying to, you know, still do what she was doing and try to find, um, you know, balance in there and was keep on rocking it, essentially. um, However, the one thing is that this story doesn't really have the best ending. no. No, just like a lot of queer activists and queer people and people of color and black women in particular, she was found, um, well, her body was found in the Hudson River, July 6th, 1992. And the police, because she was at this point a trans woman, a trans black woman, they assume that she killed herself. And so they
0: rolled it as suicide. They
1: rolled it as a suicide.
0: But I know there's a button here.
1: Well, her friends and family try to advocate against the NYPD, saying she was not suicidal. She did not have any intent of harming herself. That yes, she had mental illness, but she coped with it with um, you know counseling and her community. And really did not have the intent to do that. And you know what? Someone finally listened to her friends and family 25 years after her death. In 2017, Victoria Cruz, a crime advocate with the New York Anti-Violence Project, decided to open the case back up unfortunately there's not um results yet to the case it's still considered a cold case but it's not closed so they are actively trying to figure out what really happened to her um i hope that it does get found out but this is unfortunately the story of a lot of queer people a lot of black people a lot of trans people A lot of sex workers, you know, they fall under the radar um, because they are considered outcasts. They are considered people who put themselves in high-risk situations when the reality is they are forced into those situations from their circumstances. However, there's something pretty beautiful about what happened with Marsha P. Johnson's life, and that is the Stonewall riots that did open up the conversation that we do celebrate as a community every year. But it's not a parade, y'all. It's a fucking riot.
0: <laughs> 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 and there you go. All right. Well, that's uh that was a good uh a good first uh story to yeah. celebrate Pride month here and uh
1: Absolutely. And I just want to kind of give a shout out to um Some of the things that you can look up if you want to know more details about Marsha's life. Uh, One is Pay It No Mind, Marsha P. Johnson, Um, a documentary from 2012. The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson came out in 2017. And then finally, Happy Birthday, Marsha also came out in 2017. And I wanted to kind of tie up her story um, because it does kind of fall on her um her death and i feel like that isn't who she was right that's not her legacy her legacy is the fact that she's a fucking founder of the alphabet mafia in a lot of ways was a proud openly trans black woman in the 60s 70s 80s and 90s right because her whole life And was a veteran for our country, you know, was all of these things. She was a pioneer, an icon, an activist, a drag queen, an actress, a model for fucking Andy Warhol. Very nice. And she's someone that will forever rest in power.
0: Rock on. All right. Miss Marsha P. Johnson. This applause goes out to you. We love you, queen. And on that one, guys, we're going to say goodbye, farewell, and remember, we're not here for a long time.
1: We're here for a good time, bitches.